Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode number two of The Kids Are Not Alright, a lighthearted, sister run podcast about family separation and all the messy bits in between. In today's episode, it is getting personal. We are taking a deep dive into Ileana's experience of our parents' separation. So when we originally thought about launching this podcast, we wanted to make sure that, you know, we talk about our own journeys and our own experience uh, with our parents' separation. Um, We think it's important for us to be vulnerable and to kind of share our stories and our journey Um, in the last few years because, yeah, we never saw any stories out there um, and we couldn't really resonate with anything when we tried to do some research into this topic. This is not necessarily about why our parents separated. Um, It's not about their relationship. It's more about how we, as adult children of divorce, were left to deal with things. And this is also not how it, things have been in the last year. I mean, our parents' uh, separation kind of begun probably around seven years ago now. So it's been a very long journey. And Eliana, I think you were, how old were you when things kind of all started? Um, I'd say like 22, 23. Yeah, I mean, you you are 30 now and it's a big chunk of your life. So uh, yeah, you are in the hot seat. It's time to <laughs> yep. get vulnerable. And I'm just really curious to hear your perspective and and kind of also maybe compare it to mine. I should say that the next episode after this one will be my story and my journey of this. Yeah, take it away. Yeah, I, honestly, it was a bit of a slap in the face because, okay, to be fair, I think I had felt like something was off with our father and with the relationship between our parents. I was kind of like a, the elephant in the room that was never really addressed. And uh, basically from one day to another, I came home from um, an evening spent with friends to my parents in the kitchen, my mother crying, and our father sharing that he's moving out of the house. And uh, yeah, I don't know, that kind of kickstarted, like you said, a whirlwind of seven years of just ups and downs that I'll be getting into. Yeah. I mean, I feel like for you specifically also... For some reason, you throughout the years have kind of managed to be there in pretty like crucial, vulnerable times, you know, like when you had that kitchen moment, we at that point, us other kids had no idea that was going on. And you were kind of like the first to know that. And I feel like throughout the years, there's moments where you are kind of in that situation again and again. And that is definitely not an, an easy position to be in. It's true. I don't know if it's because I'm the eldest or if it's just because I tend to put myself into these positions yeah. <laughs> or just bad timing. But yeah, so I think the best way for me to tackle this conversation is for me to hold myself a little bit around the skeleton of the five stages of grief, uh, which were developed by Elizabeth Kubler-Ross in, I think, 1969. Because ultimately, what the experience is of your parents separating, regardless of if you're a child or an adult at the time, will cause a sense of grief. Um, the reality is you are losing the identity and the stability of what you had defined as family for your entire life until that point. And so according to Kubler-Ross, the five stages of grief are denial, anger, bargaining, depression, 
acceptance. And I don't think that it's fair to say that this is like a one-way kind of street where you check off the box of each. Very clearly, you're going to go back and forth, bouncing like a pinball in a pinball machine between those things. Um, But I certainly know that I touched on every single one of those. Um, And I will also say that the majority of that was based in anger. Mm. But I I think uh, it'll be different for everyone. All right. So following the kitchen conversation, following the realization that my father is moving out of the house, I was in complete denial of this cannot be happening. (laughs) It was shock. I mean, ultimately, that's shock. It was complete shock for everyone. Yeah, Um, absolutely for everyone. And and what I covered it with or what I was trying to explain it with was, okay, he's having a midlife crisis. No big deal. Like this happens to a lot of individuals um, and we'll kind of figure it out. And actually, I remember in that last week of being in Malaysia, I decided to get a tattoo. And um, I actually didn't know that that tattoo was related to the separation. Yeah. And I specifically made a point of inviting both our parents to come with me. Like it was this thing of it's not that big of a deal. He's moving out, but it's not that big of a deal. Like they can still be in conversation. I was completely ridiculous. And Uh, I mean, was it okay? Like what is the like what is what happened? It was horrible. Hmm. essentially I was getting a tattoo our mother was there like holding my hand and trying to be really supportive but clearly being very upset with the whole situation and my dad was just on the phone the whole time he like checked in in between like looked over the shoulder and then left even before I was done Hmm. I mean I ultimately set myself up for that from a point of denial and being naive and that is the last time I saw our father before I then left for Germany And when I left for Germany, I didn't get a message about have a good flight. I didn't get a message about hope you arrived well and good luck for the first day of your first job ever. Um, And for our listeners to understand, our family was super harmonious. We always messaged each other. We always kept each other up to date. Uh, We always checked in with each other. I think maybe we're in each other's lives way too much. So, yeah, I do think it's important to just note that, like, I th- we didn't really have a very rocky childhood. Like, I think back very fondly of my childhood. And I think right, I think that's why the initial announcement of I'm moving out was such a shock, because it didn't even it didn't even seem like a possibility. Like, it never even crossed my mind because of the way that we were raised. And, you know, yeah. it, 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 it it's just important to note that, that we we've come from this very harmonious background and like now everything is just turned upside down right yep and I think that is then what moved me into that phase of anger (laughs) because I now had gotten to the point of like who do you think you are just leaving disappearing from our lives getting on with your own without even getting in touch with me anymore and that anger turned to me going into an ultra ultra independence mode And I think the mindset that I took on is I and we don't need you. And I'll prove it to you. And I'll prove it to you. And I threw myself into work. And the reason I did that was because the proving it to you also was linked financially. I can finance our lives. I will finance our lives. Mm. So yeah, um, I launched into ultra independence mode. Essentially, my life consisted of working and then working out. 
working, working out, working, working out. Again, maybe it's too much information, but I didn't have my period for 10 months. And that is, I think, obviously due to the excessive working out I was doing, but also because of the mental stress that I was under. Yeah. Um, caused by the anger and frustration I was feeling, um, which I think was exaggerated then by the fact that there was zero communication with our father during that time. And a hundred percent, 120 percent communication with our mother um, and with you two as sisters. Mm. And uh, that was actually one of those things that I look back on. I'm like, it was a really sad time, but we really like heavily leaned on each other. And and it was also a beautiful time in that sense, I think. Yeah, we still do. We still do. No, absolutely. I think it was just more intense back then. Yeah, Um, it was the first one or two years. When do you uh, think you came out of that anger phase? Was there a moment, like a distinct moment where you came out of that anger phase? Do you still feel like you come into it? I mean, you know, you said before it wasn't like, it's not like a linear road. The biggest turning point for me was when I met my now husband, because he himself was a child of divorce. He was someone who had gone through it, even if not as an adult, he could actually sympathize with a lot of my emotions and a lot of my thoughts and a lot of my grief. But he also challenged me um, because he confronted me with, you are way too involved um, and you need to take a step back because I don't think you have fully actually grasped your state of mind because you're so fully focused on that of your mother and of your of your siblings. Um, I guess the beginning of starting to draw boundaries It was also the beginning of me starting to see a therapist um, and talking through and working through a lot of these things. It was also then the point in time that I started communicating with our father again more. Um, And at that point, a lot of things came out that we didn't know at the time, including that actually at one point he did have a relationship with someone else that he had lied about. I think um, following that realization and the fact that that relationship then ended, that was then a phase of our our parents trying to see if they could figure things out again and trying to see if they they would get together again. Um, right. This is the gray zone, I'd like to call it. I mean, Sophia, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that was four years. That was probably four years. And this years, is also where like sometimes, I mean, it sounds really silly. I'm like, I wish it was just like a clean cut, move on with our lives situation. But the reality is, you know, it wasn't that. It was very much, they're back together. We're now on holiday again. Oh, they seem to be getting on. And then it was like, oh, well, they're not getting on. They just had a big argument. And it was just these like constant ups and downs. And yeah, it was just torture. (laughs) I'm sure also for for our mother and, and also probably for our father. Yeah, I think at this point, our listeners can tell that there's a lot of emotions and thoughts around (laughs) this phase of the gray zone. Um, And that's because it is a gray zone. I do think that this is the stage where you suffered a bit more than I did, even though it was hard for all of us, because this is where I stepped back and made a cut because it was too overwhelming um, and you didn't. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's why I'm describing it as torture. <laughs> and yeah. It's a pretty strong use of language. <laughs> I know. It just came out of my mouth and then I was like, wow, is this actually how I feel? But maybe I do. Like it genuinely was a very difficult time for me because I was still hopeful. 
Right. Uh, yeah. Right. And I understand that. And hope is both one of the most beautiful and one of the most painful things in life, I think. Um, and I and I will say that the ups and downs of they're getting along, they're not getting along. It's tough right now. It's going really well right now. That extreme polarity that kept happening over four years was exhausting. Um, because you actually at one point get confused and say, do I actually want them to be together anymore? Yeah, <laughs> like at this, yeah. At this point, I genuinely don't know anymore because that inner child in you obviously just longs for a close-knit, harmonious family and stability again. But at that point, that adult, logical person is saying... Um, how do we fix this? It's too far gone. <laughs> not even how do we fix this, but like, wow, actually it would be so much easier if they just weren't together anymore. But... And this now moves me on to the final stage, um, which I think was actually in terms of depression, probably my my lowest again, which is when the reality then hits of they've made the decision of not staying together. The grief punches you in the face out of nowhere. <laughs> I also feel like weren't you there in that moment as well when that was like officially decided again? And that was yes. Like you- so this is the this is the how the cycle closes, because I was the first person to be communicated to that the trying has stopped and the separation is now going to go forward. So yeah, a flashback now seven years forward from that first gut-wrenching kitchen moment. I am now in a living room, this time in Germany, in my father's living room, the home that he established for himself that my mother was visiting. Um, and I and I swear I entered that living room and I just had that exact same feeling again. It, it was a flashback to that kitchen moment seven years ago and I knew something was wrong um, and was then told, yep, your, your father essentially has made the decision that he no longer can continue in the relationship. Um, and so we are moving forward with the separation and that Sophia was probably, I just, I was just crying for two, three hours straight sobbing. I didn't know what to do with myself. The floodgates uh, finally opened and the, floodgates opened. the grief yeah. was palpable. Um, and as you know, from the episode, like I am the one that's always quite logical and structured and, you know, wants to be efficient and move forward. Given, and us, given us a good grief chart, given us <laughs> a good definition. Sharing the research. Um, no, but that was worth nothing. Um, because in that moment, all that mattered was that little girl in me was heartbroken because my family is officially separating. Mm. All that I felt was loss grief and a sense of what is going to happen now what is family what can i lean on mm. um and you, you felt that even having a husband right like even having a family yeah. of your own um right. you know you're the only one out of the three of us that's married um yeah. and yeah i mean i i remember when i had that conversation with you about marriage and i said oh do you feel any different now and you said well like i do feel the difference of like i have a family that is just like me and him now and that's separate from you guys and which like i still remember because i thought that was like a really interesting and valid thing but it's just interesting to hear you say like you grieved 
like a little girl, you grieve that uh, the original, the OG family, and that yeah. really having a husband in that situation or having like your new family didn't help because it was just yeah raw and pure sadness yeah. coming from within. And that is exactly what I think people who's who have not experienced their parents' separation will never understand. Hmm. Uh, that that that's hard to control. It's actually it's impossible to control because, I mean, also evolutionarily, like we're meant to be in tribes, <laughs> we're meant to be in families, and like in that moment, that is taken away from you, and you need to redefine completely what is family, what is home. Hmm. Um, and yeah, so now moving on to the final stage. Yeah, so the final stage is that of acceptance. I don't think that acceptance is kind of a hard word. I don't think I've fully reached acceptance. And the reality is that there are still a lot of logistical things happening, like the selling of the family home. And, um, but I think I define acceptance as maybe forgiveness, um, moving forward with what it means to establish separate relationships with my mother and my father, uh, moving forward with seeing that family can be so many different things and that I define family in moments that I have with you, with Melina, with our mother, and also with our father. Um, understanding that our parents are human beings, that our parents also make mistakes, that our parents have a life of their own that is fully theirs. Mm. Um, yes, That's a is- huge one. I'm sorry. That is a huge one. I just want to interrupt you there because like that realization of like, oh my God, my dad and my mom are their people who have... A history that proceeds long before I even existed in this world. Like just that growing up moment of seeing them as humans rather than your mom and dad. Where are you at right now? I'm at a point where I have learned so much as a result of my, my parents' separation. I have learned not only about my parents individually, um, I have learned about myself, my limits, what I need to feel like I have established a safe zone with clear boundaries for myself. Also, in a way, I have learned from my parents' mistakes. Mm. And kind of turning it around and making it positive and seeing it more as a gift of like, now I kind of know how I want to move forward with my relationships, like things that I would like to avoid. Yeah. So that's where I'm at right now. I, I I wouldn't say I have fully closed the chapter and that's because the chapter for our family hasn't been fully closed. Yeah, uh, we're still very much in it, like completely in it. But I but I do feel I've learned a lot and I do feel I have a state of mind that will allow me to now move forward. Well, that's what we like to hear. Yeah. A big journey for sure and lots of lessons learned. I'm glad you're not as angry as you used to be. <laughs> Yeah, same. Um, yeah, thank you for sharing, Ileana. I really, um, we all really appreciate it. Yeah, I, I really hope so. I think, again, just to reiterate, the reason we're doing this is because we want to make sure that there are stories out there for others to connect with, for others to continue to be vulnerable and share how they're feeling with friends or even with their family members. It's important that we get those stories out there. It's important that they're heard and it's important that we normalize it. Reach it. Great. Well, 
see you next week, gang. This is The Kids Are Not Alright. Bye. Bye.